You know, like I was saying, man, so I walk in there, my brother's around, and I, I end up kissing my own brother. That's you know? far out, man. That's what I'll say, it's fucked up. You know, you know what, what they saying? say? Man, like father, like son. You said it best, brother. Let's address the elephant in the room. My team is trash. The elephant's little brother going forward. I will not be selecting any team to beat the Milford Academy. It doesn't matter who is in the active roster for the week. They're putting up 20 points and their team is dropping 160 on the week. I am your host, Nate, riding solo today. You can follow me on Twitter at Nater8530 and our league at TacoCorp Pod. Let's jump into what happened in week seven. But first, I need to get something off my chest. Christian McCaffrey is toxic. This dude is the absolute worst. Every year, we have thousands upon thousands hype to roster this guy with their first overall pick. And this is the shit that we get. It's like he gets off on it. Just sitting back, making bazillions of dollars and looking at your overall 99 Madden Trophy EA Sports gave you while you're laughing at all of us losers who draft you, me included. I'd be willing to say that you don't even draft yourself with the number one of one each season because you're a fortune teller. It's brought down the entire team, Christian McCaffrey. Ever since you went down with your hammy, the Ravens stopped using Tyson Williams regardless of how many yards he gets per touch. For instance, last week, he had two rushes and two targets thrown his way, which turned into two receptions, four total touches for 34 yards, you know, just eight and a half yards, an opportunity and touch. No big deal. They don't even use the running back anymore there in Baltimore. Last week, they had 11 rushes with running backs, and this is the team that's predicated on rushing the ball down the opponent's throats. People will say, look at the score. Oh, they had some injuries on the line. They lost by 24. It looks bad at the end, right? But in the third quarter, at the beginning of the third quarter, just a few minutes in, they were leading the ball game, and then they let up four straight touchdowns. This is pretty much, yep, yeah, not pretty much. This is all on you, Christian McCaffrey. You probably eat your hot Cheetos with just your index finger and your thumb and take three bites to eat each individual chip. You probably even have some random girl bring you pastor tacos at 11.30 p.m. on a Wednesday. This is toxic. Anyways, we're going to get into an injury report. Let's get to it. Starting at the quarterback position, you got the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, who took a headshot late against the Titans, but avoided a concussion and should be okay for the Giants on Monday night. Zach Wilson of the New York football Jets with a knee is headed to miss multiple weeks after getting injured against the Patriots and not returning, replaced by quarterback Mike White. Joe Flacco has been reacquired to start in week eight as Wilson will miss up to a month with the PCL spring. Running backs, Las Vegas Raiders running back Josh Jacob's chest suffered a new injury against the Eagles, but he might be okay to play in week eight. Dolphins running back Malcolm Brown with a quad was injured against the Falcons, but didn't return. He will miss at least three weeks on the injured reserve. New York Jets running back Ty Johnson with a concussion was knocked out against the Patriots. Philadelphia Eagles running back Miles Sanders ankle couldn't play through the injury. 
that he suffered against the Raiders and eventually needed to be carted off the field. Wide receivers, Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver J.J. Arcega-Whiteside with a back was injured early against the Raiders and did not return. Washington football team wide receiver Deami Brown with a knee was injured again against the Packers. He will miss week nine as they go to Denver. Tight ends, New England Patriots tight end Jonu Smith with a shoulder was injured against the Jets and was unable to return. Offensive lineman, Baltimore Ravens right tackle Patrick McCarry ankle was injured in the first half against the Bengals and was unable to return. He has a high ankle sprain and will miss some time. The Carolina Panthers right guard John Miller with an ankle was injured against the Giants and did not return. The New England Patriots right guard Shaq Mason with an abdomen injury was re-injured against the Jets and left the game early. And the Tennessee Titans left tackle Kendall Lamb with an ankle was injured early against the Chiefs and did not return. Defensive side of the ball, all the linemen are okay, but the linebackers, Houston Texans inside linebacker Christian Kirksey with a thumb is feared to have suffered a fracture against the Cardinals. Miami Dolphins inside linebacker Jerome Baker with a knee was injured against the Falcons and did not return. New York football Giants outside linebacker Lorenzo Carter with an ankle was injured early against the Panthers and did not return. Jets outside linebacker Blake Cashman with a groin was injured early against the Patriots. And Quincy Williams outside linebacker with a concussion was knocked out of the game also. Defensive backs, Atlanta Falcons corner A.J. Terrell with a head was knocked out of the Dolphins game early and safety Eric Harris with a shoulder was also injured again. Carolina Panthers corner C.J. Henderson with a shoulder was injured early and did not return against the Giants. Los Angeles Rams cornerback Robert Rochelle with a knee was injured against the Lions and did not return. Miami Dolphins safety Jason McCourty with a foot was injured early against the Falcons and did not return. He was placed on injured reserve and will miss at least three weeks. New England Patriots safety Devin McCourty with the abdomen was injured early against the Jets and did not return. New York Giants safe Jabril Peppers with an ankle was injured again against the Panthers and did not return. Jet safety Jamian Sherwood with an Achilles suffered a season-ending injury against the Patriots. San Francisco 49ers safety Jaquisque Tart with a knee was injured late against the Colts and did not return and the Buccaneers corner D Delaney with an ankle was injured late against the Bears and did not return. Hopping into the scores coming out of Taco Court Fantasy Football League in week seven. In matchup number one, we have the two and four Eskimo brothers traveling to Too Hot to Handle at four and two. Too Hot to Handle came into this matchup a 14 point favorite, predicted to win 152 to 138. The Eskimo brothers rostered the Packers quarterback, gave him 28, Derrick Henry 26, Leonard Fournette 17, Calvin Ridley 19, Allen Robinson 12, Kendrick Bourne 7, Zach Ertz 7, Mike Kosicki 11. And Russell Gage for eight, while Too Hot to Handle got 28 out of the Cardinals quarterback. Antonio Gibson for seven, James Conner for 12, Cooper Cup 39, Debo Samuel 23, AJ Green 9, Travis Kelsey 13, Darnell Mooney with six, and Damian Williams with 1.8. The Eskimo brothers climbing up the leaderboards here, moving to three and four, dropping Too Hot to Handle to four and three with an upset victory, 156 to 141. Matchup number two, we had. The four and two, three penis wine headed to the three and three password is taco. Password is taco was a 10 point favorite. Favorite to win this matchup, 127 to 117. Three penis wine got 23 out of the Bengals quarterback, 16 out of Joe Mixon, Darrell Henderson for 19, T Higgins 13, Rashad Bateman 9.7, Donovan Peoples Jones 6, Robbie Tanyan 8, Brandon Cooks 18, and Naheem Hines for seven and a half points. While password is taco had the Bucks quarterback for 33, DeAndre Swift for 30. 
30, Truba Hubbard 9, DK Metcalf 20, Odell Beckham 4, Henry Ruggs 7, Hunter Henry 10, Melvin Gordon 11, and Darrell Williams with 8. Password is Taco, runs away with this one, 133 to 108, moving them to 4 and 3 and dropping 3 penis wine down to 4 and 3. 3 penis wine was the last undefeated team that we had in Taco Court Fantasy Football League at work. He said, hey, you guys didn't even give me no credit. I'm the I'm undefeated too. Uh-uh. Keep losing, buddy. Matchup number three. We had the one and five murder boners headed to the one and five boner jams. Oh, three boner jams. Oh, three was 19 point favorite predicted to win 126 to 107. The murder boners had the Titans quarterback for 24. Chase Edmonds for 14. Jeremy McNichols, three. AJ Brown, 15. Julio Jones, 12. Hunter Renfro, 13. Noah Fant, 12. Brandon Ayuk, seven. And Zach Pascal for eight. While the boner jams. Oh, three at the Eagles quarterback for 28. Aaron Jones for nine, JD McKissick nine, Bob Woods 15, Chris Godwin 27, Devontae Smith 11, Tyler Higby with nine, Marquise Calloway six, and Brian Edwards for 13. Boner Jams 03 gets their second win of the season, potentially keeping them at a little bit out of the Sacco contention, feeling a little bit better about what may happen later on in the year, moving them to two and five, dropping the murder boners to one and six, 128 to 96. Matchup number four, one that was predicted to be one of the highest scoring matchups of the week. We had the three and three. I shave my balls for this. Headed to the five and one. Cops Lives Matter. Cops Lives Matter came into this a 17 point favorite, 154 to 137 with the projection. I shave my balls for this. Had the Rams quarterback for 29. Jonathan Taylor, 17. Devonta Booker, 13. Tyree Kill, 22. Smokey Brown, 14. Christian Kirk, 8. Mo Alley Cox was 6. Miles Sanders, 13. And Miles Gaskin with 11. While Cops Lives Matter had the Chiefs quarterback for 11. Alvin Kamara, 35 on Monday Night Football. Damian Harris, 27. DJ Moore, 13. Cortland Sutton, 11. Jalen Waddle for 15. Kyle Pitts, 25. All the guy does is catch 25-yard passes. Corey Davis, 14. And Dallas Goddard for 12. And Cop Size Matter remains in first place in Taco Court Fantasy Football League at 6-1. Taking down I Shave My Balls for this. Dropping them to 3-4. and four, 167 to 149. Matchup number 5. We have the 3-3. Three three. Pocket Dogs headed to the 5 and one Milford Academy pocket dogs at the time of recording were a 32 point favorite favored to win 134 to 102 I think we already know where this is going we talked about it a little bit earlier pocket dogs with the Dolphins quarterback for 34 Josh Jacobs for 15 Michael Carter 16 Devonta Adams 19 Rondell Moore 3 Darius Slayton 11 Mark Andrews 7 Michael Pittman Jr. 22 and Amon Ross St. Brown not even catching a pass on his birthday with a big goose egg Milford Academy with the Broncos quarterback 17 Alex Collins 5 Devonta Freeman 12 Mike Evans 31 Jamar Chase 37 Khalif Raymond he went the opposite way on the Detroit wide receivers Khalif Raymond with 19 points Cole Komet Jesus Christ this guy went to Notre Dame he sucks at tight end 9.3 David Johnson with 10 and Jameson Crowder for 7.4 there's always money in the Milford Academy they moved to 6-1 and one as the pocket dogs dropped to 3-4 and four, 151 to 131 and for the marquee matchup of the week we had the battle of the podcasts we had yours truly the vinegar strokes sitting at three and three headed to the two and four tony patriot tony patriot was a three-point favorite favored to win 137 to 134 this didn't turn out good at all the vinegar strokes we rostered the falcons quarterback for 24 cordero patterson 14 dearness johnson for 26 this looks all right doesn't it it looks all right you got your first three players there robbie anderson four tyler boyd seven tim patrick three OJ Howard, one. Mike Davis, one. Nicole Hardman, four. While Tony P. 
Patriot got 26 out of the Ravens quarterback. Javonta Williams for 17. Elijah Mitchell, 18. D-Hop, 18. Terry McLaurin, 28. Jacoby Myers, 9. TJ Hawkinson, 10. Tyler Lockett in his pocket, 3.2. And Khalil Herbert in a 35-point loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored 20 points. Tony Patriot moves to 3-4, and four, dropping me to 3-4. and four. 152 to 88, a complete blowout, almost doubled me up. Holy crap. Review of Lock of the Week, we already talked about that. I picked the Pocket Dogs to beat the Milford Academy. Nope, red line through it all. We dropped down. I believe that's the second Lock of the Week that I've missed this year. We missed one week, so that would put me at like 4-2 and two or something like that. I don't know what the actual numbers are. What we'll to figure that out later on. Back in episode 40, Tony and I did a snake draft that gave each other six managers within the league and our drafted team's total points output for the entire regular season of fantasy football this year determines the winner between us. Tony has the following team. As a recap, he has me, the Vinegar strokes why wouldn't he i shave my balls for this too hot to handle tony patriot himself three penis wine and the eskimo brothers while i have password is taco the milford academy pocket dogs murder boners cops lives matter and the california boner jams coming into week six tony had a lead of 146 points over me and out of week seven that lead has shrunk just a little bit to 135 you're welcome because I did not score any points this week. Self-sabotage. If you're going to beat me one way, I'm going to try to beat you the other way. Let's go ahead and take a break to hear from our sponsors. What happens when rich American tech billionaires think they're rocket scientists? Race to Pluto, the amateur space race reality show. Who will get into orbit first? Who will burn up on re-entry? And which rich asshole will prove beyond all reasonable doubt they're the biggest dick in the galaxy race to pluto only on cnt and we are back getting into rants and raves some league business to handle right here prior to this season and even last season we added an additional three ir slots for the covid 19 designations that we might have feared would come with everything going on in the world we have a total of four on the roster we're talking ir slots with only one of them being for traditional injury we talked about this last year in our group and we talked about it on the podcast multiple times and we talked about it before this season in the group and on the podcast and these rules were also brought up in season i think it was the first infraction that it happened today make sure you're abiding by the rules one for traditional injury three for covid designations this week we had our third and final violation of this rule and going forward the commissioner's staff will be implementing severe penalty at first infraction why does this matter you say throwing ruled out players into the ir slots for traditional injuries allows said team to take flyers on waiver wire players a player that might end up being a fab buy the following week due to a major injury to let's say derrick henry being on a team's roster that's in violation can hold a ton of value for the rest of the season therefore the following penalty will be implemented starting week eight that is this coming week of the 2021 season if a manager violates the ir rules for an example two traditional injury designated players in the ir slots the commissioner's team will be removing the player added to the roster prior to waivers being processed so the player that was added with the open spot that the ir player would have filled on the bench and the team's highest scoring player will have their points yeeted yeet for the week. For those of you not hip enough with current culture, allow me to translate. The player that you add to your roster with the empty bench spot because you used an IR spot for the second regular designated injured player will be put back onto waivers and will not be on your team. 
The highest scoring player from your team, should you violate the rule, will score a zero for the week. Adjust accordingly. On a lighter note, the Manning cast on Monday Night Football came back with the Saints traveling to Seattle. Marshawn Lynch said shit about 37 times and ended his segment with a, what the fuck? Drew Brees is boring. I get the sense that he thinks his shit don't stink and he can catch these hands. I'm going to need some bail money though, so league fees may go up next year. Plan accordingly. Eli Manning is the brother I'd rather hang out with out of the two. He looks like a goober, but that's a dude that you want to go to a tailgate with. He's the kid in Project X that gets the, like, what what does his dad say? I didn't think you had it in you. While his dad looks at the car in the pool, pretty much just a legend, right? We all want to be that kid. We all want to throw that party. We don't want to clean it up, but we want to throw the party. And last but not least, Tom Brady might actually be a good dude. Part of me thinks he's fake, but he actually looks happy and he throws shade pretty regularly. Plus, the dude is like 56 and a total babe. Don't lie. We all want to look like Tom Brady with our backwards trucker hats at his age. And yes, Trey, we know that you're going to look better because you crush it on your Peloton. Banger of the Week takes us back to 2001. I had just changed my hairstyle going into my sophomore year of high school from a middle part. Yes, don't judge me. I had a middle part. It was uh, it's 2001, and I changed it to the Freddie Prince Jr. look, and I instantly became a heartthrob. You could just ask all the dudes I went to school with. Our JV football team was led by our coach, Chris Holden, who turned out to be basically like a second father to me as I grew up. And he was the first one to instill self-esteem into us as a team. Our school hadn't won a football game at any level in, I'd say, at least five years. We had 17 players on the team that year and couldn't even practice 11 on 11, but he didn't care. We won four games that year and two of them at other schools' homecomings. We were like the homecoming school, so that was kind of nice. And he moved up to varsity level with us the next year as an assistant. And and it we ended up being the first team to make the playoffs in school history. Pretty fun times. But going back to that sophomore year, which is 2001, right? We played a rival high school, which was across the river for the final game of the season. We had been notorious for starting slow that season. We were wearing our away white jerseys. And prior to the bus picking us up to go to the school to drop us off at the game or whatever like that, it was only like a five-mile ride, 10-mile ride maybe max. No, it couldn't have been that long. It wasn't that far, seven seven miles or something like that. He had us go to practice for an hour. We practiced full contact prior to driving over to a football game that we were playing that day against our rival high school. It was pouring rain outside. So when we showed up to our game, our uniforms that were white were actually brown and we were just covered in mud, all sweaty. And it turned out to be a mind fuck for our opponent. Being a captain and going out for the coin toss, you could see it in their eyes, though. It was pretty cool. Like You just tell that they were they're like, what the hell's going on? This, this is weird or whatever like that. We weren't as talented as them. They had probably around 40 players. We ended up tying that game which at the time it, i mean it sucks to tie right you're 34 now and you think fuck we tied that sucks right but for it for us at the time in our school that was a big thing we've been getting smoked by that school for years and they were just faster quicker but we ended up tying that game but we had a chance to win it with no time left on the clock with a 45 yard field goal by the homie alvaro machuca and as a sophomore he could hit from 50 a little bit over 50 he hit it in practices but uh, the ball was tipped at the line but it ended up landing five yards short of clearing the goalposts so kind of a heartbreak but yeah at the same time it you know for where our school was and all the shit that it had been through uh that was kind of a good feeling like yo we're on the right track here uh 2001 might have been the biggest growing up part of our younger years 
for the 17 of us. And even though it was JV football, we made the playoffs the next two years as varsity, which was huge for a small school like ours with its history. We didn't get like a lot of people. Our school had a bad rap because there was a shooting like in the late nineties or something like that at our school. I think there's like a Freddie Prince Jr. movie, tie this right around to Freddie Prince Jr. But I think there's a Freddie Prince Jr. movie called High School High that's based off the, the story of that high school that I went to and the shooting that happened there. A lot of us still kind of see it as one of the best years of that era, that time uh, when we all get together, kind of talk about those times of like, yo, you remember we used to do this dumb shit or remember when coach would do this to us or whatever like that. And it was just a fun time. It was, I don't know, it's just one of those memorable times of your life that you, you really uh, cherish, I guess you would say. This song is dedicated to that Dingleberry Christian McCaffrey. I have a feeling you won't be coming back this season because it's what people like you do. And come week nine, when you are shut down for the rest of the season, you will be hearing the Godfather music. And I suggest you keep your head on the swivel because I have hired Tanya Harding. At your funeral by Saves the Day. Love you. Bye. This song.